This is Kim Balorchi, and you're listening to Boldly Stated. So technically, we're on a break between seasons, but I find myself the week of Thanksgiving wanting to issue a challenge. So hear me out. Typically, this time of year, I find myself writing a blog about gratitude and thankfulness, and while I do feel those things, I'm very aware that we're just in a really different space this year. And while we can always find things to be thankful for, there's a lot to be frustrated by right now. I want to talk about something and perhaps shift our collective perspective. So take a second and think about what happens when you hear news of an active shooter situation. The first thing we think about is, where is it? Am I in danger? Is anyone I love in danger? And then how likely is it that it could happen here? The first thing we want to know when we hear about a shooting is whether it's really close to us right? As soon as we find out that it's across town, we are less concerned. We might be curious, we might be worried, but it's not on an intimate level. And this is because as Americans, we are individualistic. This is our society. This is how we are brought up. And this is how we tend to think. And on one hand, it kind of makes sense because you can't focus and lose sleep over everything. But at the same time, it's a fact that If it's not impacting you directly, it's easy to dismiss it. We've had 236 murders in St. Louis City this year. We're at a 25-year high in homicides, but I guarantee you people in the county are literally looking at it with some disgust, some fear, some outrage, some sadness, but definitely not any greater concern than, gosh, I hope that doesn't happen here. And I'm sorry. I know that's really like fucking blunt, but it's the truth. The concern is always... How does this impact me? Why am I talking about this? Well, I think the same thing applies to COVID. And there are a lot of people out there right now who are struggling with this idea of, do I get together with my family for Thanksgiving and do I not? And I'm just going to say, I'm not getting together with mine. There are a lot of people who are saying, you know, I don't know anyone who's died or people that I know don't seem really sick. And um, a lot of people I know who've recovered. And so... Based on that, they're they're deciding to go ahead and travel or deciding to go ahead and get together or deciding to kind of do the things they've always done. And look, I get it. It's really, really difficult to contemplate not being with your loved ones on a holiday. And particularly if you have vulnerable loved ones. Um, my own dad has had cancer. He's had a brain tumor. He's here in town and we won't be seeing each other. And that's difficult. At the same time, um, I am... Hearing people say, you know, before you cancel your holiday plans, you should imagine what if this is the last time you get to see your family? Okay, imagine it is. But but what about this? What about all of the people who are working in the hospitals right now, taking care of everyone else's family, putting their own family at risk, putting their own lives on hold to show up every single day to deal with the increasing number of COVID patients, Right. They're not saying this isn't my problem because it's not impacting my family. They're saying, you know, I'm going to go do a job for people I don't even know. I'm going to show up and care about people I don't even know, putting my own life at risk to help. And I can't help but think, what would happen if the medical personnel and the first responders and the police officers and the people who are out there every single day serving decided that they just didn't want to anymore because they were going to be more concerned about what was best for them. So 
when it does get to you and you need a hospital because either someone has a really bad case of COVID or they have a heart attack and they just need an ICU and there isn't one. And the doctors have decided that they're more concerned about their family and their individual needs than the collective good. Um, what is going to happen then? Suddenly, this thing that wasn't so close to you that you didn't really feel the impact of becomes personal. And unfortunately for us as Americans, this is when we tend to start caring about things. It's not when it's across town. It's not when it's a story that you read and go, my God, that's so sad. 15 members of a family were infected at a wedding. Wow, they must have been sitting too close. It's when it's your friend that is on a ventilator or when it is your family member who needs medical care that they can't get. It's sad but true. And so I guess what I'm wondering is, this individual way we look at the world, right? Of course, everybody wants to be with their family. And of course, everybody goes, you know, we know each other. We know where everybody's been. We're just going to be really, really safe. But but if everybody's doing that and it's still putting other people at risk by those choices, then we're still thinking about ourselves first. As a teacher, I have students all the time who say to me, how do we make a difference Like there's so many problems in the world. How do we make a difference? How do we make an impact? Like what do we do? And it just feels so overwhelmingly big. And the thing that we have decided in pretty much every class I teach is that one way we can start making a difference right now is to focus less on ourselves and more on the collective. We can think about how one decision that we make could impact everybody. Just one decision, one thing that we do instead of it being for our benefit or for the benefit of our immediate family or for the benefit of what's going to make us happy in this moment could somehow help the collective because whether we like it or not, we are connected. And this has been a theme of my show in various ways, but it's a fact, right? Going back to the the people so selflessly serving right now. I mean, if you read any articles at all, if you're plugged in at all to the people who are working on the front lines of this pandemic, they are they are putting every single thing they have into the world every single day to, to save other people's loved ones who are dying alone. And there are far too many people dying who don't need to be dying because of the way we're handling this, because we are choosing ourselves over each other. You know, my sister lives in Italy and she says to me, I don't understand. She's American, but she lives in Italy. And she says, I don't understand this this mentality that we can't shift from in America, where we're always thinking about our individual everything, right? In Italy, it's an honor to take care of each other. In a lot of places, it's an honor to take care of each other. And I can't help but think that at one point here, it had to have been an honor to take care of each other too, because why would people have gone to battle for freedom? Why would people have put their lives at stake? and left their families to go fight for each other. I mean, isn't that what people do when they enroll in the military? They are essentially putting their country and their countrymen ahead of themselves. People are sacrificing every single day for the collective. And yet so many of us refuse to do the most basic, simple things to look out for each other. So my challenge to you is Sure, find ways to to 
dig deep, be grateful, think about things that you have that other people don't, all that stuff we normally do on Thanksgiving, but do something bigger, right? This year, shift one thing, just one, just one thing that you do to better the collective. Do one thing different that will make life better for everyone. If you're one of those people who's like, I'm not going to wear a mask because it is a violation of my individual right, think about it as an act of love for your fellow man who gives a shit what percentage it's likely to work or not work. It's something we can do to help each other. So why not try? Why not try anything and everything we can do? You know, those people in the city who have experienced 236 murders, if you live in the county and you're tucked away and this isn't your reality to you, it's it's just more negative news and it sucks to have to watch it get reported. But if you're my student who has lost three family members to gun violence this year, you are desperate to understand how people can know this is happening and not care enough to help. We have to care about each other before We are the one who needs help. We need to demonstrate that we care well beyond when it impacts us directly. Of course, it is your right to think only about yourself. You have that freedom, but you also have the freedom to make choices that positively impact other people, even when there is no immediate benefit to you. I challenge you to do more of that this Thanksgiving while you are being thankful for the blessings that you already have. I wish you love, health, safety, and abundance. This is Kim Balorchi, and you're listening to Boldly Stated.